Hello, my gorgeous bees. I am so, so, so excited to be in your learning earbuds today. And I'm excited for this episode because it is one with one of my dear, dear friends, Hannah from Rewild the Soul. And we talk about the ins and outs of entrepreneurship being a spiritual initiation. We talk about using astrology as a way to direct your business and your growth and to uncover who you are and really understand this whole, our life is a manifestation and we get to build it as such and we get to really start to solidify and anchor in what we want from this world without apologizing for it, without suppressing it, without settling. We get to step into it. We get to awaken it. We get to really dive deep into what our power is as entrepreneurs. And Hannah is such a light worker in this arena. She is a woman that as soon as I met her, her energy just grounds you. I remember the first thing I said to her, one of the first things I said to her was just like, why are you so cool? She lives in a jungle in Costa Rica and she does like herbalism and runs these awesome retreats and does these like high level one-to-one mentorship things. Like she's just so, so cool. So I'm really excited to bring her to y'all today. And if you are new to our podcast, if you're from Hannah's world, if you are just new to finding us, hi. My name is Laura Patricia Martin. I'm a trauma specialist. I help women, entrepreneurs, creatives, coaches break through their roadblocks, expanding their nervous systems, really calling in that health, wealth, and relationships that they desire and make a bang in life. We talk a lot of taboo things in this podcast because I know when I first started on my healing journey about seven years ago, I needed someone to understand me and I didn't yet have the words to articulate what I was feeling and how I wanted to be expressed and who I was, but I knew who I was in the moment, wasn't who I wanted to be and just all these kind of things that go on in our self-discovery journey. So that's what we're doing here. If you notice my voice being nasally and different than what we normally hear, it's because your girl got the, got the vid and it's been a journey of self-discovery and shadow work and anchoring in this next evolution because I truly believe in my core. Nothing happens by accident. And of course, I catch this in the middle, literally the day of one of the most epic launches I've ever planned in my life (laughs) for Unbreakably Bold. And we started The Artist and we did all these things. And of course, the universe was like, who do you want to become in this moment? And so you're going to be listening to this. And if it is before, what day is this? Before next, I need to pull it up because I know you guys are going to be listening to this um, at a later date. And so this is before June 15th, you can come hang out for the artist. But if it's after that, you can come watch the replay for the artist. But this is a free masterclass. It's going to be two, maybe three days. Um, We already have one day done, so maybe expand on this, of helping entrepreneurs, creatives, 
coaches understand that they are the artists of their lives, that we get to create our lives. And this is something this episode is expanding on as well, is really stepping into that role, that leadership role of your life instead of these copy and paste models or doing what everyone else is doing, like really finding your self-expression is what we're talking about inside of this masterclass. So if you've never been in our world, this is a perfect place to first come tap in, start in, do your thing here. And then you can also upgrade for laser coaching and bonus modules. So that's going to be a $111 upgrade. And then also we have now launched Unbreakably Bold. Again, the beautiful eight-week immersion for women that are making the pivot in their life, that they're ready to stop playing small and they're ready to, you know, claim their seat at the table to be bold, to lead, to be seen, to be confident, to be regulated, to expand their nervous system, to call in that wealth, that health, that relationship, the things I teach you inside of this program, it changes everything. So if you're a woman that feels like she's in the midst of a pivot and she really wants more direction on this, that's where you're going to want to tap into. And it will be starting in the beginning of July. So I'm so excited for that. I'll talk to you more about that at the end because I just realized I've been rambling a lot at the beginning of this. But if you want to find out more about Miss Hannah, I will put her links below, but her Instagram is rewildthesoul. And you can find all of her information there on her retreats, her one-on-ones, her informations, her one-offs, her VIP is like, she's banging y'all. Like she is, she is a cosmic force hug to the soul to you that you want to have dance on your feed for sure. And we would love to hear from you of what you think of this episode, what comes up for you, what comes fresh, all the kind of good things. You can either tag me on my personal page. It's Laura Patricia Martin. So I-T-S Laura Patricia Martin or our podcast, which is Healing to Happy. So Healing T-O Happy is our podcast one, both and all the things coming out. You will find all the things in the show notes as always. But without further ado, I love you and I will see you on the other side. You are listening to the Healing to Happy podcast, a podcast where we have hard conversations that slay shame. It's about leaning into the vulnerability and reclaiming your bravery. I am Laura Patricia Martin, a trauma specialist who created this podcast to help women like you collapse the walls built up around their hearts due to the shame and trauma and life experiences, to have conversations we may be struggling to have with those around us so that we can break down the walls that are holding us back from living this bold, juicy, brave life. Here, myself, my guests, and my friends share their journeys of rebirth to help us get out of our own way, build authentic relationships and heart-centered businesses and dance proudly into our fullest expression. I believe that when we bring light to a shadow, find richness within the in-between period with women who understand us, co-regulation occurs, safety is imprinted, and we begin to set the tone for limitless potentiality. I am so honored to be here with you. So let's begin. Hello, my dear. I'm so happy to have you here. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. I was just stalking you before this. I feel like that's what I say in every interview. I'm like, I'm just stalking you. Don't mind me. Um, (laughs) Just loving your energy, loving everything that you're doing. And I can't wait to get into the conversations and all the things that you're doing. 
but before I get started, I always ask people this question. Um, you know, as the human self and as we navigate life, what is something that you're currently walking through, through your journey of healing to happy? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, oh, that's, that's a deep question as, as well. I mean, there's many things. I think right now everybody is moving through a lot. It's eclipse season, so lots is coming up. Um, for me, I think I'm really navigating always, it's, an, it's a constant journey for me, but really deepening into embodying more of my feminine and allowing my masculine to like relax a little bit and just hold my feminine. Mm, I love that. And for people that don't know feminine and masculine energy, can you kind of break down what that is? Yeah. So I guess for me, the way I I think about it is um, not so much like male and female, because I think we all have both, but the masculine for me is really like the structure and the container and um, deep presence. And it's also the part of us that wants to go and do and achieve and make things happen. And it's like the doing part of ourselves, whereas the feminine is more of the being part of ourselves. So this is where we surrender, we receive, we are like in flow with the universe. Um, we work with alignment rather than like forcing. And so our inner masculine can kind of hold the container for our inner feminine to be in that space. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's been one of like my biggest struggles because we live in such a whole hustle culture and building things in certain ways and wanting things planned in certain degrees so that we can feel like this quote unquote good girl. Um, and we really lose that feminine energy side of ourselves, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, we're, we live in a very masculine society that really pushes us to be in that energy. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's pretty common, I think. Yeah, for sure. Well, I love that answer. Thank you for that. Um, so if you could introduce yourself to the lovely people of the Healing to Happy podcast. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. Um, so I'm Hannah and I work with women. My mission is really all about reclaiming taboo subjects. Um, I'm a herbalist and an astrologer. So those are some subjects that have kind of traditionally had some taboos around them. And um, I want to really reclaim the power around those subjects. And a big part of my mission is to help women step into their true power and their gifts and in all different sorts of ways. Their yeah, deepest embodiment, deepest alignment, their most empowered, authentic selves. Mm -hmm. And you're such an like walking embodiment of that, like the bold moves that you make, the programs that you launch, like the leaps that you take for your own growth. I think it's just so, at least since I've known you in this quick six months, like it's such a beautiful thing to witness. And I'm always just so inspired and expanded by it. And I think that leads to like a good, I mean, what we want to talk about today, right? Just like this virtual initiation that is within this whole entrepreneur things of talking about these taboo subjects of moving through that like shadow of what society usually puts on us and really breaking that mold so that you can step into this authentic version of yourself. And I'm curious to learn like 
how did you do that for yourself? How did you start to show up in the ways that you do now? Yeah, I think for me, it's honestly like, I wanna share a little bit about how there's like this turning point I feel in living your mission. And it's this moment where you are no longer wondering what is my purpose and how do I embody it? And you're kind of, you're starting to do it. And as soon as you start to step into alignment with like this deep knowing in your soul of this is what I'm meant to do and you start actually doing it, I feel like something switches and you, it becomes like a deeper devotion mm. and you start to realize like this is needed on the planet. This service that I'm offering is needed on the earth. And like, I was the one who was chosen for this path and it becomes like, you no longer need discipline. It's more like, okay, I, I can't not do this, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's for me. And I think for me, a, big part of like how I even discovered what that was and found that alignment was really through a long period of um, self-discovery and really like not limiting myself to any one specific path. I feel like our society really places us within these like boxes of how we should be. And um, a big part of my purpose is to really help women step out of that. And so for me, I stepped out of that. I went traveling for three years um, around the world and I really allowed myself to explore so many different paths. And eventually it became really clear, like this is what I'm here to do. And I just started following like the next step, the next step. This is, okay, this is the next leap that I need to take. And I think as, as you start to take bigger and bigger leaps in your personal life, you know, you start to realize that as you create a business and step into this entrepreneurship journey and that becomes like such a deep spiritual initiation it's like that requires you to start taking bigger and bigger leaps and you can really condition your nervous system to be able to hold that as you you start with leaps that are like just outside of your comfort zone I always say to people like if something scares them it excites you at the same time like that's the magic. That's your growing edge right there. Like do that thing. You have to do that thing. Hmm. I feel like it's so true too. Like if I think back to like entrepreneurship, <laughs> if you would have told me all of the shadows you eventually have to sit with, I would have never done it. You know what I mean? And it's like, totally. on, it's, it's on this journey where you're sitting there and it's like, you spoke to a few things that I want to highlight in this conversation, because I know for myself where I've always known, like since I was a kid, my dad would be, you know, when they ask you when you're a kid, like, what do you want to do when you grow mm -hmm. up? My answer was always, I want to change the world, which is a wild thing to say as a freaking three-year-old. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I thought that meant I'm going to go be a nurse because all the women in my family are nurses. I went to work mm -hmm. with my mother. I saw, you know, and you still could go to work with your parents. And yeah. I saw blood for the first time. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm out. I'm not doing this. <laughs> and it really confused me though, because right. I knew I wanted to have this impact to have this global reach to honestly, I'm like, I want to speak on stages. I want to do this whole thing. I want to be famous, like what have you. But then trauma comes into it. Then life experiences, then high school, then bullying, then all this kind of stuff gets in the way and clouds your perception of this purpose right and so when we you know have this big vision as a child right 
but then life happens, trauma happens, experiences happen, and it clouds this trust that you have. And so you start to go this standard route of absolutely the, the typical thing. Like how, how did you work with that? If you've had something similar or what would you say to someone that's kind of in that position being like, yeah, like I had this vision as a kid, but like, that just doesn't seem feasible for me. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think I resonate with that so much. And a lot of that conditioning comes from our environment. Like it comes from the people that we surround ourselves with and um, their beliefs. Right. And so if the people that are in our families and our social circle, like they don't believe that it's possible, then our limitless vision starts to become limited by their limitations. So for me, a big part of how I had to overcome that was to really like step out of everything that I once knew. Um, and I took a really big leap. Like I moved to Thailand and I bought a one-way ticket. Um, me and too. I stepped out of you did too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you have to do. You know, you have to get out of like what everyone else thinks that you can do and should do and what's possible and really step out into this big wide and wild universe and realize like anything is possible for me and that's what really started to open me up back to my limitless vision of my life and realize that those people who had limitations of what they thought was possible for me like it wasn't their fault it was coming from their own trauma and their own conditioning but I had to really remove myself from that entire kind of worldview and surround myself with people who were thinking differently and I think you know having those people who expand your subconscious your beliefs of what's possible is so 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 powerful and I mean, we met in a mastermind and I think, you know, things like that are really powerful ways to surround yourself with people who have big visions and that really shows your subconscious like, oh, this is possible for me. Mm, and it, it really is getting out of your own way. And sometimes that doesn't mean you have to buy a one-way ticket to go to Thailand, although I highly recommend it, um, <laughs> but it, it's kind of just shattering the protection mechanisms that you've built up around yourself based on lived experiences, right? Like we get to a point where it's like, I get to question what's been told to me and how things have to be. And even, you know, when I was moving back to the States, I still feel it, you know, that like pressure of how it should be, of how it has to go, of how it's supposed to look with all my friends getting married here and buying houses here where I'm like, I still think I want to go run through like jungles and like invest all my money into masterminds and one-on-one -on -one coaching. Like it's all of this kind of shattering what yeah. we know and creating a new pathway for what we desire. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And it's, it can create this separateness, which I kind of want to talk to about yeah the like separation between what your programming says is supposed to be and then what you want to create and dismantle and you know step into this initiation especially as an entrepreneur right like it's it's this totally everyone's going to tell you that's a crazy amount of money to invest here or you know to get up and move here like people will have these judgments so I kind of want to yeah. just have a conversation around that separateness because it does, it doesn't 
get in the way. It, it, ta- it At least that's what I see, like a lot of people getting on the fence of stuff and not stepping into this invitation that has been presented to them because it would make them feel like an outsider. Alienated. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you brought that up because it's so important. And I think being able to like, I feel like if you're choosing the entrepreneurial journey, like you have, you have to be a visionary. And so like, you're creating something that hasn't been created before. And in order to do that, you're going to be different from the status quo. Like you're going to be outside of that status quo to a certain extent. I think for me, that journey was a little bit easier with entrepreneurship because I did it so much before I became an entrepreneur. Like it it became my kind of lifestyle to be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing any of this normal stuff, you know, anyways. So the more people are shocked by it, the more I'm like, okay, yeah, well, that's just, that's who I am. Like I'm doing things that shock you and that's okay. And, um, there's some tools I definitely developed to kind of navigate that situation. I think, community is a huge one. Like there's more people out there than you think who are also visionaries and who are, you know, holding this new kind of idea of what we want to create in the world and embodying it and living it. I think that's so, so, so important because without that, you're going to really start to feel like you're alone and that you don't know where, like that sense of belonging is going to be missing, which is so, so important for our human self. Um, and for me, it was also really important to have tools to communicate like my lifestyle and my choices to people who I kind of felt wouldn't maybe quite understand and, um, being able to frame things in, in terms of like ways that they could understand, um, so just kind of creating like a, diff- a version of the story that was relatable to someone who wasn't necessarily on the same pathway as me. Um, and then I think, you know, it brings up a lot around boundaries and relationships and really holding ourselves to a higher standard of relationships where we don't always have to agree and have the same perspective, but we definitely do have to respect each other's differences. Mm. Um, And yeah, that's been something that has been challenging for me, for sure. In my personal journey, like it's brought up some ending of friendships and relationships and um, having to navigate that, you know, but I think it's definitely brought me more aligned humans into my life. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's showing your heart and soul, because what I also recognized when I started to become an entrepreneur is if. I wasn't doing it this hard hustle masculine way. And I was like, I remember my first business coach, even she was a feng shui business coach where I was like, yes, like into it. But like everyone else is like, and then I got scared of that. And after I finished it thinking like I did something wrong, like this guilt, this shame being like, I want this. And like, that's how we expand, like inside of expand and show this organic outreach and feminine sales and things like that. Like finally that's becoming more of a movement. But I remember back then when it was like, I'm still othering within this or like separating within this entrepreneur community because I don't want to, I don't want a cold DM. I don't want to set up these funnels and these, you know, ads and these kind of things. And it's, 
so interesting to look at that because you really do have so much soul work and I don't want that to intimidate anyone but it's like there's so much community and tools and strategies and regulation tools to really step your step into but like it is this having a strong core to a hundred percent create the business you want to have the way you want it to be a hundred percent yeah and I think exactly what you're speaking to is like the initiation into like, for me, entrepreneurship has been such a huge initiation into my integrity and authenticity. Mm. And it's like exactly that, right? Like as a heart led female entrepreneur who wants to change the world, like that's why we're in this. We're not doing it for like all the clicks and all the funnels, all the, Mm -hmm. all those things. It's like, how can we create a process for ourselves that's in integrity with that and authenticity with that and like find other leaders who are going first in that way that aligns with our true values and then getting ourselves in the room with them, you know, because yeah, it's, it's such an initiation into your authenticity. And I think there's going to be so many people out there that are going to encourage you to do it one way, do it another way. And it really holds you in this spiritual journey of really like, okay, wait, coming back to my core, coming back to my center. Like, is this true for me? Does this feel aligned for me? Like, is this how I want to deliver this message? Or is this how I want to create this thing that I'm creating? We constantly have to come back to that. Yeah. And it's, it's just that self-inquiry and that self-trust and <clears throat> really trusting that even though there might be no one that's done it your way in the field that you're in. I know when I was like pivoting from gut house to this and that happens all the time, but like going from this very like conservative, safe kind of looking like a freaking teacher to then like prancing around in lingerie and like these bold kind yeah. of moves. It's like, who's to say? that like my whole vision is like when I'm 97 years old and I'm looking back at my life how do I want to tell that story yeah right and like looking at like how can I actually become this embodied thing that lived in my purpose and I think that's where I want to go with this conversation next is really talking about well how the heck do I know what my purpose is you know and kind of discovering that so what is your journey with that and how have you helped the women in your community do that? Cause I know you've helped so many women find that. Yeah. Thank you. So for me, it, it's, it's really a combination of examining my limiting beliefs and really examining like where I was holding myself back from the potential, um, the potential pathways that were open to me and really just like stripping those away as well as really developing and leaning into my self-trust. I know you just mentioned that and my trust in the unknown. And for me, the process of doing that is really about taking, taking steps that don't make sense, but that feel aligned to your intuition. And I know a lot of women, a lot of people feel really disconnected from their intuition. And so I always recommend like starting small the more that you quiet or ignore your intuition, the quieter it's going to get. And so when we listen to it, when we trust it, when we allow ourselves to do the thing that doesn't make sense, 
but it feels right in our body, it feels right in our intuition, then we, our intuition starts to trust us again and we can start to trust it again. It's like this cyclical trust cycle that we're building. And slowly, slowly, we start to be able to take bigger and bigger leaps in things that don't necessarily make sense, but that feel aligned to us. And the more we do that, I always tell people like, you don't need to know how the whole journey is gonna unfold. You just need to know the next right step. Like what is right in front of you that feels aligned for you right now? And if you don't know, if nothing feels correct for you, then the correct next step might not have presented itself yet. And how can you release that control and trust the unknown and step into that place of surrender so that you can create space for it to actually find you? I think that was a big, big journey for me. And it's a constant initiation that we get put through in business is like trusting the unknown and trusting ourselves and surrendering, you know, like every time we create something new, every time we launch something new, we are in that trust of the unknown or we're in scarcity, we're in lack, we're in fear. And so it's a constant practice of being able to come back to that and, um, and trust ourselves that not only like when we follow our intuition, I feel like there's this belief that if you follow your intuition, it's always going to work out. And I think trusting yourself is actually about learning to develop the skill of trusting that even if it doesn't work out, it's going to be okay. And you are going to be okay. And you got this and you're going to be able to hold yourself through it, through the ups and the downs. And so you can trust yourself to take a, a bigger leap next time because you start to build this evidence. Each time you leap bigger, you start to build this evidence of like, oh yeah, okay, that didn't really work out the way I wanted it to, but I still figured it out. I was solution oriented. Like I found a way through and I, I made it through that experience. And so that's what really develops like a deeper trust in yourself. And I think with that, you're, your purpose is naturally going to find you. Like it's not something that you go out and find. I think it's something that actually finds you. And when you feel it, you'll know, like, it's, it's not like, Oh, I don't know. Is this my purpose? Or is that my purpose? It's like, you will know. <laughs> it will not, it will not be quiet. Like it, it's this calling, you know, that you cannot ignore. And if you try to ignore it, it'll get louder and louder and louder until you're like, oh my gosh, I have this like true, like divine responsibility to do this thing, to step into this work. And yeah, then you just become kind of like a shepherd for that work, like a space holder for that work to create a space for it in the world. And that's like when you get grounded in it too, where it's like, when you know it's your purpose and you know it's your alignment, it doesn't just mean it's rainbows and butterflies the whole freaking time. You know, it no. doesn't mean that like you go through life and it's like, oh my goodness, now I found my purpose. Now I'm a millionaire. Now I'm happy and I have the most orgasmic love in the world. Everything's perfect. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, mate, like it, at every new level, there's a new devil and it's just you have more tools of regulation. And I realized at least through my own journey, where it's like, sometimes it's that fear of the unknown that keeps us from putting the two feet in. 
And therefore it's like sitting with that shadow being like, why am I procrastinating? Why am I, you know, not launching this thing? Why am I not investing in this mentor, this mastermind? And it's really kind of looking at that and being like, oh, because my fear is actually, if I fail at something I truly love and put two feet in on, how is that going to be reflected back? But realistically, if you put two feet in on something and it doesn't go as planned, that means it wasn't meant for you. And there's a lesson to be learned and like trusting in that thing, being like, just keep putting two feet in and there's no way that you couldn't succeed. Exactly. Yep. A hundred percent. And also like, yeah, I love that you brought that up. Cause it's like, it's definitely not all rainbows and butterflies. Like once you figure out your purpose, Oh, everything just falls into place. It's like, no, once you find your purpose, that's when the true initiations really begin. Like that's where you really have to hold the duality of the ups and downs, you know, and you really have to start like centering yourself every day. It becomes so, so, so important to be committed to that because those fears are going to come up and it's going to be even stronger when it's something that you're so passionate about and so devoted to. It's like when people always say like, oh, I'm going to fix all my relationship problems while I'm single before I get into my next relationship. It's like, well, your next relationship is going to be the thing that mirrors to you all your relationship shadows. Like that's going to be the thing that really asks you to embody it. It's not, you can definitely heal yourself quite a bit when you're alone, but when that person comes in and starts to mirror to you all your shadows, like that's when you really have something to lose. That's when the fear is really going to be strong. So I think it's similar with our purpose. It's like, once that comes and we know what it is, it's like, oh, now the fear of losing it can be so much bigger. Mm. We really have to like focus our life on that deeper practice of coming back to love over fear. Like in every single moment, in every single decision, we always have a choice between love and fear. And really questioning like where is this decision coming from is it coming from love or from fear and bringing ourselves back to that always and it's always such a bold conversation to have because our fear leads us in so many like even when you talk about wealth right like why do why do you want wealth a lot of the kind well I want to get out of debt and it's like well that's a fear-based approach to wanting wealth where it's like I want wealth to have limitless experiences and tap into my full potential and to be able to provide for my family like that's from a space of like oh my goodness the sky's not even the limit but it's like oh because I want to pay off my debt because I want you know these kind of ego driven fear-based things that I think will give me and provide me happiness but don't actually lead to that that's why we see so many entrepreneurs that do have success either you know, go on a whole mental health challenge or using drugs or going into abuse. Like we see it so much in society. And that's why we fear wealth because we think it's this bad guy and this, you know, whole thing happening where it's like, actually, if you get into a regulated body and you use entrepreneurship as a spiritual initiation to navigate life, to become a better version of yourself, to really make this planet 10 times better than when you entered it, then it actually starts to be like, oh, like wealth is actually this beautiful abundance of energy that I get to use to become this beautiful abundance of version of yourself. Exactly. And if you're doing this work on yourself, like it gets to amplify your trust in the unknown. It gets to amplify your integrity, your authenticity, your sovereignty. It gets to amplify your decisions that come from a place of love. 
But like you said, if you're in that scarcity place or it's coming from a place of fear, then it's always going to bring more of that. Exactly. And I mean, that's always the phrase of like money only amplifies what you already are, right? It's the same thing as entrepreneurship. It's the same thing as relationships. Like I remember going through my like two-year portal of, you know, healing after domestic violence and things of that nature, also building my company in the same process being like, oh, if I just get the money, I will then be happy. And then if I just like do all this work on myself, I'll have this like fantastic love. But then you're put into these portals and like every shadow comes back to you. Like you hit all your numbers and you're like, wait, I'm still not happy yet. Or you get into this relationship and you're like, wow, I was really good single. And now every single shadow is mirrored in my face, like holy pickles. And being able to like dance with that as And like, I can even hear it, like people listening, being like, why on earth would I want that? Yeah. (laughs) But you get to use this as like, like anytime now, like I get triggered in my work or say we're in a expand call and people are having these high months and I'm not having as high as a month. It's like to sit there and be expanded by it, be activated by it, because it's actually showing you something inside of you that you're capable of having that wants to come forward instead of getting into this like jealousy spell that we often confuse jealousy and activation together exactly a hundred percent yeah and really I think a huge part of entrepreneurship is like you know we're talking about like these challenges and these triggers that come up but the way to really navigate all of that is to like be so centered on your limitless self like this is what the spiritual journey is all about it's like centering on the part of yourself that is limitless and letting your human go through the ups and downs and holding the human as the human navigates those challenges and those upswings, but really centering your energy on the limitless part of you that observes both. And entrepreneurship is such a beautiful way to do this. It's like, it really pushes us into that energy of like, okay, something's not going right you know like you're saying oh I'm not having like the biggest month and someone else is it's like how can you center on your limitless self who is already whole who is always complete who is always sovereign and let that part of yourself hold the human who's experiencing the ups and downs instead of being so immersed in the human who's going through the ups and downs that like you can't see you can't see night from day. You're just so in it, you know? And that doesn't mean to say like not experiencing it. I think feeling our feelings and like going into those shadows and allowing ourselves to be human is so, so, so important. But then it's like, where is our anchor? Our anchor can always be on our limitless self that can hold the duality of both. Yeah, I love that. Where's your anchor? Because it's so true. I mean, This is why we like stick to the very masculine kind of paradigm strategy, copy paste models within different entrepreneurs. And I've done that, right? Like I've had programs where it's like, here's my funnel base. Here's how I do my ads, just copy and paste my, you know, email sequence and here you go. And we, from my perception, it's like, we do this because that gives us a false sense of an anchor. Totally. If I'm following this, then I will have the same success. I will mimic their same thing. And that will keep me safe from the highs and the lows that entrepreneur. Totally. Like, 
Totally. And the thing is, like, if you're out there loving life as a human, trying to avoid the highs and the lows, like, you're missing the whole point. You know, like, that is the human experience. The human experience is in the duality. And it doesn't have to be suffering to be experiencing those highs and lows, especially when we have this limitless self that can witness and observe and hold space for the highs and the lows and still come back to that center. Hmm. Because being a human is all about like the highs don't feel high until we also feel the lows, you know? And so allowing ourselves to feel and be in both, but also having this limitless part of ourselves that can bring us back to love, can bring us back to our trust in ourselves, can bring us back to our sovereignty that we like, we are always going to be okay. And that's where it is, where it's like, when you understand your why, your purpose, you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. like not every day is going to be rainbows and butterflies. And even when I'm in like personal experience, when I'm in the depths of my shadow and I'm doing that shadow work and I'm in this like pain, knowing that that is actually just an amplifier to the light to come. Like that no longer will be running the show. Although like I spent decades of my life, you know, using hard drugs, using alcohol, using food, using the hustle culture, even to avoid that sinking feeling. And now it's anytime it comes, because I'm never going to lie, it comes, especially in this stage of life where I'm at right now, navigating a breakup while pivoting a business. It's like, it's there. And now it no longer gets to show up in these self-sabotage ways. It no longer gets to show up in the shadow that I, the quote unquote being found out. And that's where I think this whole entrepreneurship gets to have a new face and a new direction where it's not only let me just learn this business strategy. It's like, let me learn regulation tools. Let me learn about the wounded feminine and the wounded masculine. Let me learn about this shadow self so that this can actually be an initiation to my deepest, rawest, most vulnerable side of myself. And then the business strategy comes from that place. A hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. I love everything you just said so much. <laughs> I, I'm curious. Cause I know when we were riffing back and forth around purpose and <sighs> figuring out just how to even start to initiate a business or pivot a business into the right direction. You spoke a lot about Dharma and I think it's so freaking powerful for people to understand what that is, how to use, utilize it within their business growth, their spiritual growth. So for starters, what is Dharma? Yeah. So I think your Dharma is really when you step into that Some people call it purpose. It's like, this is the service that is needed on the earth that you are uniquely equipped to provide. And it's it's like the divine purpose that is carved out for you. And so when you live your Dharma, you know, you are embodying a true sense of responsibility. It's like you have been given the responsibility of caring for this work and of creating a safe space for it in the world. And you don't want to stop. You don't even like, you, you don't want to take breaks. You're like, this is what I got to do. Like, you're just so motivated by this deeper why. And I think 
this is, this can create, this can lead us into sometimes like a little bit of false hustle culture because we're so devoted to our dharma that we just want to keep going. And it's the service that we're providing is so important. Um, but it's also really important to rest because this is what helps us remember and reconnect to our why and embody it deeper in our own lives so we can continue to learn new lessons and guide others. And um, yeah, I hope that answered your question about what yeah. is Dharma. Yeah, I mean, it just, a lot. And for me, like when I figured out what Dharma was and kind of, I mean, did the quizzes to figure out what it is and things of that nature. But when it happens, it just starts to make sense as to why you are the way you are and why you have interest in the way that you have interest in things. And it might be different from the way that your friends have interest in things. And it gives you this, like, again, the purpose, but also the sense of belonging with yourself being like, oh, like, this is why my brain works like this, or this is why my attachments are like this, or I like to study this, or I like to speak this way. And it's like, this permission slip for what we're meant to be doing in this world and to like, for me, mine's like the teacher. And then when I do like my gene keys and I do my human design, it's like the quote unquote wise one. And I'm like, why do I, why am I so left brain? Like, why do I like strategies and like understanding science behind things? And for a long time, feeling like I was missing a chunk because I'm very drawn to the spiritual world, but understanding like in me is to teach in a way which is funny enough because I like pivoted my one of my majors from psychology to communications because I was like I don't want to end up a teacher and universe is like plot twist um and like it's so nice to know that being like because I used to like have this guilt and shame around well I love this whole spiritual sense and this whole aspect of things but I am very left brain and instead of like ridiculing myself any more that like why is my masculine so strong it's being able to sit in that and go oh like that is my dharma that is my purpose of how I'm supposed to be doing my life and it gives you this like permission slip to start to navigate life a hundred percent yep and I think you know there are all these tools like for me I really work a lot with astrology and I think when we start to look at all the different aspects of our chart and reclaim them and step into the most um like the highest expression and the highest embodiment of each aspect of our birth chart like we can really see how the each of those things really contributes to our dharma and for me like i have a lot of water in my birth chart like my son is in pisces my moon and my ascendant are both in cancer um that's a lot of water. (laughs) And I always felt like being so sensitive was a weakness, but a big part of my dharma is to be, is to coach. And so to have that ability to really sense other people's emotions, to sense what people are going through and to be able to almost like be a very clear channel of what exactly I need to say for each person in each moment is coming through that very intuitive, very emotional, very interconnected part of me. And then it's also really interesting because I have a, um, I only have really one fire placement in my chart and it's my Mercury. Mm -hmm. And Mercury is all about how we communicate. And part of my role is also to be a teacher and my Mercury is in Aries, which is a really 
like strong, fiery voice that I have. So when I speak, oftentimes there's like a lot of authority behind my voice. There's a lot of strength behind my voice, especially when I'm speaking to a larger group. And it's just really interesting to see those parts of ourselves and be like, oh, that's why I have this little thing here. That's why I have this little quirk or this thing that I thought was something wrong with me. It's actually all serving your dharma, all serving for exactly what you're here to do. Yeah, which is so freeing. I'm curious. So if people want to figure out based on their charts, where can they begin to look to figure that out? Mm, So I would, yeah, I would look up your chart um and there's definitely some placements that can tell you some things about your purpose um so your north node is a really important placement on your chart this is really where your soul is meant to evolve towards in this lifetime and mine is in capricorn so for me teaching about sovereignty is a really really important part of my purpose Um, and embodying that like radical sovereignty and self-responsibility is a huge part of my own personal growth and what I am here to share with others. Um, Chiron could be a really interesting placement to look at. So this is the wounded healer and this is your deepest core wound. And when you find the medicine for this wound to heal yourself, you then become the channel to share that medicine with others. So that's a really powerful one as well. Mm. Um, And then looking at your 10th house is really helpful. Your 10th house is your house of career. So that's where I have Mercury and Aries, for example. So that's why I know that my voice and speaking with authority is really important to my career and to teaching and to spreading my message. And then you can look at your midhaven and your midhaven tells you a lot about your public roles and how you're meant to be publicly recognized um, for your work in the world. And so this can show you kind of how you want to show up in your public presentation of yourself. I often think of this in the modern world as like your social media presence could, it's really how you present yourself publicly is your social media presence. So how people perceive you publicly. Mine is in Pisces, it's right next to my son. And I often receive feedback from people that are like, what is this like mystical dream that you're living in? And that's my midhaven in Pisces. It's like presenting myself publicly in this way that's very like dreamy and ethereal and seems otherworldly and then inviting people into that with me. Mm, I love that. I just wrote that all down so I can check it after because I have my needle chart downstairs and I'm like, I need to dive into this more. This see yeah, how it, it is. I mean, it's again, it's one of those things where it gives you the permission slip to be like, and I know this is a big question. A lot of people that either want to get into entrepreneurship or have been in it, but don't feel aligned is like that quote unquote, what is my purpose and getting mm-hmm. lost inside that. And it's like, yes, you're going to have your life experience and you're going to have your things of that nature, but it really is looking at like your charts in varying degrees, you know, from astrology to human design, to gene keys, to numerology, like there's so many things to start to unfold. And it's just kind of picking one and seeing where it aligns with you and how you can start to utilize that for part of your message and your growth and your purpose in this world. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, it's can be so helpful. And, you know, for me, I really, for most of my career, I've really like steered away from, um, from business coaching and from sharing, from focusing on sharing about entrepreneurship. And I've just started to step into that a little bit more. And it's been really interesting. Like I, I did a bunch of astrology readings for a bunch of women who were in a yoga teacher training that my friends were leading and I was assisting with. And in all of their readings, they, they were like having career questions. And I had one friend who was like, well, I want to launch my coaching business. And, you know, I've been taught to do it in this way where you have a formula and this is like what you do in month one, and this is what you do in month two, and this is what you do in month three. And from looking at her chart, I was like, you're an Aquarius. Like, that's not how you're going to do it. Like you're full permission to just like create something completely unique for every single person that wants to do private coaching with you. Like you have a cancer moon, you're so intuitive. You can really feel what they need and, you know, assess this person as an individual and then create a completely unique experience for them. And that's part of your magic. And it's really so permission giving to embody the highest expression of each of these aspects of your chart and really know how it can guide you on your entrepreneur journey. I love that. I'm curious. So I have a Libra sun and a Libra rising and an Aquarius moon. What does that mean? Ooh, I love that. (laughs) So Libra sun and Libra rising, you're really here to create harmony. Um, And the shadow of Libra is people pleasing. So that's, and like codependency. So that's a big one that you have to work through. And when you do, um, you know, holding those stronger boundaries and holding space for yourself and making sure your own needs are met because you'll always want to make sure that the, the group feels harmonious and you have a natural talent for that. So being able to bring people together, I feel like group programs are super important for you. And also Libra is all about beauty. So your branding, your marketing, like your social media is so beautiful, Laura. And like your Libra, like you can't put it out there unless it's like so like so beautiful. And that's really important. That's going to call people in. Um, and then your Aquarius moon is, I feel like you're able to sense the uniqueness about other people. You're able to maybe detach from your own emotions a little bit and observe them from a very rational place, which could be really helpful for you or, or also helpful for your clients, for you to kind of be able to zoom out and see the big picture rather than getting like lost in the sauce of like their emotions with them, you're going to be able to kind of separate yourself and look at it from an external angle. And Aquarius is the visionary. Aquarius is here to create something that's never been done before. So give yourself full permission to be completely unique. I know you mentioned like that fear of alienation at the beginning, and that is the shadow of Aquarius. Because Aquarius is here to create something that's never been done before. It's here to break all the molds that exist. And so there is a fear of like, I'm so different. No one can understand me. 
and I have to go and be alone because no one will ever understand what I'm here to create. And no one does understand. And that is exactly why we need you. And so you're here to bring the collective to a completely new level. Mm, that hits so home because it's always been like, yeah. oh, I don't feel like, like, not that I don't feel like doing one-on-ones, but that's always been something where I'm like, I just prefer groups. I like to bring people together. Yeah. I like to kind of go. And again, like the way I've wanted to create my business is like, <laughs> just throwing a whole bunch of shit at the wall and being like, what works? Let's see. Like, let's have fun with this and do some fun things where it's like, you get stuck in that. Here's step one. Here's your beta. Here's how you do things. Make sure it's like this. And it's never jived on with me. And I always Mm -hmm. felt wrong up until this last year and really diving into that spiritual initiation of, you know, enjoying the separateness, enjoying the uniqueness and enjoying the boldness and really amplifying that as part of the brand and that's like full permission for anyone that listens to this and is kind of feeling that way where it's like I'm hiding behind this I don't know this image that doesn't feel right you know this image that's very I don't know quieter more reserved more what we see in the stereotypical entrepreneur world especially when it comes to coaches in the health field like it's yeah much this way when you're like I just want to prance around in my underwear what's up like doing things of that nature and letting that actually come through and seeing how that does actually amplify your business and it's not even just about your business it's yourself it's the full version of yourself to come through which then creates the magnetism for your business growth A hundred percent. Yeah. This is where like the true authenticity is, is so, so, so important. Like who are you at your deepest core and how are you embodying that? And how are you bringing that through in your business? Like that is the most magnetic thing that we can do. And especially for you as an Aquarius moon, like my dad always says this expression, which I think is like so great for anyone with Aquarius placements. I have a quite a few Aquarius places myself and it's let your freak flag fly (laughs) like whatever is most crazy and weird and unique about you like that is your magic sauce focus on that Mm. I like that you say magic sauce makes me happy Uh, (laughs) but it is so funny because you have those shadows right where it's like but if it's too much but if it's too what if people don't like me because at the core I mean as humans in survival, if we don't belong to the herd in the past, we die, you know, like that's how we get our, that's how our nervous systems and our attachments were even made. It's like, so understanding that, but also understanding like that boldness and that uniqueness, that's why you're so lovable. That's why you do actually belong and to stand out and to let that freak flag fly and just let yourself be seen in whatever capacity that is, whether it's you know, you're the intuitive and you see people's emotions and that, you know, is an invitation for other people to really tap into their feelings and how they want to lead. Or it's this, you know, uniqueness and this vibrancy and this loudness, like whatever pillar is kind of coming to you. It's just kind of sitting in that regulating your nervous system, stepping into the arena you're meant to be at and writing your own permission slip within that process. Yes, a hundred (laughs) percent. I love this stuff so much. It fascinates me. Oh, my dear. Thank you so much. This was so good. (laughs) This is so fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Is there any, I will at the end of this, ask how people can get in touch with you, but any last words of wisdom, anything you want to leave our audience with? 
Mm, let me think. I think, you know, with this, we've been talking about this, like how business is a spiritual initiation. And I think instead of seeing that as something that intimidates you and makes you question whether or not you want to be on this entrepreneurship journey, it's like, how can you let that inspire you and excite you and like, let it all be medicine, you know, like this whole journey of the ups, the downs, holding the duality, stepping into deeper embodiment, stepping into deeper integrity, learning about boundaries, learning about your authentic self, coming back into holding that authentic self, coming back and centering on your limitless self, um, trusting the unknown, trusting surrender, all these things. How can you let that excite you? Like this gets to be the way that you do quote unquote work in the world. This gets to be how you navigate every aspect of your life. And if that's not exciting to you, like I'm pretty sure you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, you know, <laughs> like if that's not how you're here to live life and to bring more aliveness and to bring more joy into the world and to create a better world than we have right now like all of that gets to be medicine all of that gets to be the journey of your life and so if your work gets to be that as well like what a beautiful gift I think mm, and to savor every drop of it while it's while you're on that journey of creating it I love it well thank you my dear this has been wonderful how can our lovely people connect with you, learn from you, jump into your community. Yeah, so definitely follow me on Instagram. I'm at Rewild the Soul on Instagram, and you can find my website there. It's rewildthesoul.ca. Um, definitely give me a follow and send me a message. I love to like meet new people who are in my community, and. Let's see. I mean, if you want to learn more about astrology, doors are still open for an astrology course that I'm running right now. Um, it's a six month course teaching you all about all the astrological archetypes and how to really embody your own astrological blueprint in your life. It's so fun. It's like a mix between teaching and astrological therapy. Um, and it's really beautiful. We have a beautiful group of women over there. And yeah, just grateful to have you all in my space and meet you over on Instagram. Mm, I love it. I'll be sure to put that all in the show notes. Well, thank you, my dear. I'm so excited to share this with my community. And I'm looking forward to connecting with you in Boxer. <laughs> yes, you too. Love you, Laura. Thank you love so you much too. for this. Bye. Holy juicy, how good was that? I'm just obsessed with her soul and the way she articulates things and the way she grounds you just with the way that, you know, Hannah speaks. It is such a joy. So I would love to hear what y'all think of this. You can tag us over on Instagram. My personal one is it's Laura Patricia Martin. So ITS Laura Patricia Martin. Our company one, our podcast one is Healing to Happy. So Healing to Happy. You can tag Hannah at Rewild the Soul. And I will put everything in the show notes of how to stay connected, how to grow, how to bloom, how to blossom, all the kind of things. And for the women that wants to expand, 
the woman that wants to lead boldly, the woman that wants to be seen and really create her life as she wants to remember in hindsight, whether it's starting the business or creating the relationship or, you know, stop up or limiting herself so she can actually go after these dreams and shift her patternings and change her life. You're going to want to tap into Unbreakably Bold. Right now it is $500 off. Plus, if you want to upgrade to one-on-one VIP to complement this, we're doing a sexy little bundle, which is going to be $1,000 off. So it's going to be 50% off. That is going to happen until this upcoming Thursday. So if you want to jump in there, that's going to be available until June 16th. And then after that, prices will change, things will shift. But I know you guys have been hearing me talk about this program immensely over the last few months because it is revolutionizing what I see in this world when it comes to trauma and entrepreneurship and the way that we lead ourselves and making pivots. Like I just have not seen anything like it on the market and I don't want you to miss this opportunity next time you run it. Prices will be increasing. The one-on-one support will be going down a little bit because we're filling up on that. Um, And this is just the highest level that it's going to be at, the highest level touch at this price. So if you're on the fence, this is your leap. We have juicy payment pounds available. We have all the goodies in there so that you can really start to take this leap and free your soul and create this authentic form of self-expression. So I will put that all in the show notes, but I love you and I will see you in the next episode, my friends. Also share, like, review This helps us get it out there. Like share with a friend that this would resonate with. You're like, holy pickles. This is exactly what so-and-so needs. Like share that with them. Okay. I love you. See you on the next episode.